Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Inside High School Sports is brought to you by Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. Good morning. Welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiri. Joining me in studio, Roger Weiss. And we have uh, Tom Prince, Matt O'Rourke from WNY Athletics. And we are joined by Ed Greenway, Section 6 Boys Lacrosse Chairman, also coach of Williamsville East. That's what we're going to be talking about today, some lax action. This is the first official spring show. So, uh Yay! Spring is here. <laughs> morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning, morning, Tony. Morning, Anthony. Good morning, uh, DK. Good to see you guys. Uh, lax? We aren't going to be lax. we got to get right to the Lacrosse. Right. Lacrosse. Lacrosse. Oh. I was just trying to be hip I, with the young you guys know, they say. they said the show is about LAX, and I'm saying, what the heck does Los Angeles Airport have to do <laughs> inside high school sports? So, I, you know, my bad, as, you, as usual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, guys, let's start off with news and notes. Mr. Tom Prince, why don't you kick it off? Well, everybody knows now is my season, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to talk some baseball, but you got to talk again. Listen to one of the first games to start off the season. Star Point wins over Hamburg 3-2. Dylan Crowley and Evan Chafee of Hamburg combines for 14 strikeouts and a no-hitter, but they lose 3-2. You're going to have to explain to me how that works. So you've got three unearned runs in the first inning, one walk, one pass ball, one batter reaches on an error, a drop third strike, a fielder's choice, and an overthrow leads to three runs in the first. Hamburg loses 3-2 with a complete game no-hitter. 14 strikeouts. 14 strikeouts. I'm going to tell you, though, watch out. This Hamburg team is for real. You're talking about a pitching staff with three number ones on there. With Dylan Crowley, Evan Chasey, uh, Kyle Barillo, this team is legit. Watch them. They're going to be tough to beat this year. Well, if you've seen in, in years past, any squad that can go in with three stud pitchers usually goes far, not only just in Section 6, but we're talking to the states because yeah. it's that, uh, you know, that's a luxury to have three strong. Depth in the pitching staff, absolutely. Yep. But Star Point's another really good team. I mean, th- this is a stacked division. Watch out for this division. I can't wait as we go through, you know, when we go through baseball, you'll hear a lot more about this. Big, big win. Uh, you're talking about a rivalry game. Depew wins 3-2 over Lancaster. Goss throws a complete game four-hitter for Depew. That's a big win for that program. What... Dennis Crowley has done in a short period of time with Depew. You're talking two years ago, you barely heard a thing from this program. And look at now, you're talking about a big win in a rivalry game when everyone wants to hear about a Lancaster-Depew game. Just think about what's what it's done in football. Well, some of the studs that Lancaster's had recently. Unbelievable. This is a huge win for the Depew program. Not only that, they've got a brand new facility over there. And they get to be able to kick it off with a big win over Lancaster. Give Dennis Crowley and that Depew team a lot of credit right now. I'll tell you that. Um, 
watch out. Lockport, undefeated, 4-0 already into the season. They're going to be somebody you're going to start watching out for. You're going to hear more and more about Lockport. The fact that they put up 18 runs yesterday. <laughs> yes, that was against CSAT, yeah. Um, the other thing that you're going to hear is, and when we get to the baseball season, you're going to hear a lot about this is probably going to be a little bit of the year of the pitchers, what you're going to hear. Oh, really? Okay. Because each team seems to have this unbelievable stud that's out there, which is why you heard about already very quick wins by different teams that you don't normally hear. How about Frontier with a big win over Will North 10-8? Will North comes back the next day with a win 9-6 over Frontier. Jamestown splits with West Seneca West. Bryce Jackson with Jamestown is one of those pitchers you're going to hear about. Already uh, off to Canisius next year. A big uh, pitcher that you're going to hear about in Western New York. You're going to hear about a lot of pitching. This pitching right now is deep this year. But because of the way some of the ECICs are set up, they're set up so you have to play each other back-to-back now instead of you play uh, Lancaster maybe Monday, and then you play Lancaster two weeks later. You play them Monday, then Tuesday now. So now I you've got to kind of neat. It's neat in the sense of you don't always see the number one. You're going to see different pitching all the time, right? Which is why you're going to hear a lot more about these split games right. in two di- in, in, in two days. That's neat, especially, especially with pitch count. I would think that would be different. You know. I want to say my best pitchers will pitch against this team. Well, if you play them back-to-back, you can't use you them. Can't. Right? And that's the biggest thing. That's what they want. They didn't want you saving and going, okay, I can get away with a number 3-4 pitcher against this team. I'm going to save my number 1 against Lancaster every single time or Orchard Park every single time or Will North every single time. Can't do that. So some big changes that came along with scheduling, especially in the ECIC 1, and you're already starting to hear about the splits and different things that happen. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a great year in baseball. I can't wait to go over more. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, speaking of baseball, the Kenmore East and Kenmore West baseball teams will be hosting a fundraiser today from 10 to 5 at uh, the old gym at Kenmore West High School. All name brand mattresses with factory warranties. All available sizes will be sold at costs of 40 to 60% below retail. A full showroom will be set up with experienced sales personnel. Uh, if you want further information, call Kenmore East Coach Les Simon at 861-2061 or Kenmore West Coach John Haynes at 628-1710. The information is on our show Facebook page, Inside High School Sports. That's where you'll find uh, that. Uh, Roger, your news and notes. <coughs> Okay, number one, congrats, <clears throat> excuse me, congratulations to Dennis Gilbert, St. Joe's graduate, played in his first NHL hockey game for the Chicago Blackhawks the other night. Saw like, I think almost 13 minutes of ice time, so it wasn't like he was just sitting on the end of the bench to, uh, <clears throat> you know, go to the penalty box when they get a too many men on the ice penalty. So we're real happy for him and his dad. Jonah Kozak. And, uh, Anthony, this is not an April Fool's joke. This is the real deal. He is signed to play soccer at Division II Mercyhurst. Congratulations, Rich. Uh, boy, I just I can remember when uh, he was in kindergarten. Where did the years go, Anthony? Big-time congratulations. Another thing, uh, you uh, basketball fans, are you familiar with Russell Westbrook, Oklahoma City? Yeah. Did you see what he did the other night? 2020. Yeah. A triple 20, not a double double with 10 10. 20 points, nice. 20 rebounds, 21 assists. 
You know the last person to do that in the NBA? Uh, let me think. Jordan? Will, Will Chamberlain. Chamberlain. I Whoa. I was going to say that. Everyone <laughs> say with Will Chamberlain assists. Uh, believe it or not, one year I believe Will Chamberlain led the NBA in assists. Oh, wow. I can believe that. Yeah. That's... Well, no, yeah, I can you, see you, it. but who? How many people figure Will Chamberlain, playmaker, and all that? They figure Tiny Archibald, not this tree that's standing in the. No, if you, you know, think about it, the, the, the the plate, you know, when they converge on him when he gets the ball, that's an easy dish for him. Okay, uh, and finally, <laughs> I forget the name of the uh, team. It's the Double A affiliate in New Jersey of the Colorado Rockies. Mm-hmm. They are going to ban. Cracker Jacks and Peanuts from the ballpark. Boycott them. That's un-American. Well, that, my my next question would be, uh, what what's next? They, uh, Just ban the baseball game then. Do they stop? Oh, it gets better. You know what else they want to do? Huh? Change the words to take me out to the ball game. Yeah, th- we're in crazy times. So right I now. just, you know, uh, <laughs> it just. Mind-boggling. I had to get that off my chest. That's about three weeks I've been holding back on that. Insanity. Uh, let me see. Before, uh, Yeah, okay, Matt, you have done something for news and notes? Yeah, I just have a few, just really quick. Uh, I haven't been on it a while, so I wanted to shout out uh, Iroquois New York State champion wrestler Corey Day signing a Division One letter of intent to wrestle Binghamton University. Cool. Uh, Niagara Falls junior Willie McDougal, the New York State champ last year in wrestling, mm-hmm. uh, earned his four-time, became a four-time All-American at the NHSCA. Uh, wrestling Virginia Beach Nationals last weekend in Virginia Beach, one of the best high school wrestling tournaments of the entire year. So congrats to him, four-time All-American. And then uh, uh, high school rugby, actually. You know, we're pretty tight with the Kenmore crew and head mm-hmm. coach Steve Caruana and the Buffalo Rugby Club. Uh, Kenmore won the uh, St. Bonaventure High School Showcase for the third year in a row two weekends ago. They have a really strong club. Uh, Canisius, Orchard Park, Grand Island also competed at that. Um Kenmore My buddy rug- Danny Herrig's son plays uh, rugby for Canisius. So yeah, and shout out to them. Kenmore's headed overseas to Wales here in about a week. They play a friendly in Rochester against McQuaid, and then they're out for a week. And yeah, that should be pretty cool for them because Wales just won the, of course, the professional, you know, men's rugby Six Nations against all the other, uh, against Ireland, England, some of those teams. And I was um, just going to say Wales, as in the United yeah. Kingdom. Yeah, they're going over they're going the pond for a week. And a lot of high school, um, former high school athletes from around this area are competing this weekend. Um, with Buffalo Rugby Club. I'm actually going to a game at Sparky Adams Field after this. Um, and uh, we're in the playoffs again. You know, both teams, one team is in Connecticut, the other team is here hosting a game. And a couple other graduates playing for St. Bonaventure, Corey Ratka and Josh Smith, made it to the Collegiate Rugby Sevens Championship at the end of this month in uh, Philadelphia. I so love Sevens. Pretty I, cool. I, I, I could watch that all day. It's fun. It really is. And it's fun to play. Yep. We used to practice it at Buff State. Usually indoors if the weather was bad, and mm-hmm. it was—it's I mean, your chance to break it open, and yeah. you know you have your long runs, things like that. Yep. Absolutely fantastic. Well, I hope that they fare better against a, a out of country team than my UNLV team did. Yeah. We played a team from uh, New Zealand. They were nineteen and other mm-hmm. uh, national champions. They took us to the woodshed like like nobody's business. <laughs> yeah. I had never been beat down so hard yeah. as what they did. So good luck, Kenmore. I hope you guys can do this and do well and represent Western New York yeah. and the United States as far as that concerned. Exactly. Yeah. I was rugby. just going to say, going across the pond, <coughs> that's yeah. just mind-boggling. Well, you you got to give a lot of credit. Me, you got to give a lot of credit to Steve, Fred Pris, uh, Prisette, uh, Mac McKenzie Doolittle, 
Ernie Scales, a lot of these guys have been running that that team for a long time, and that's kind of been, you know, they've been, they put rugby on the map in Western New York, this club has, and that a lot of their wow. players now play for Buffalo Rugby Club, which is a very competitive, you know, Division and here two, I division thought the old boys put rugby on the map. Well, they did first, but okay, yeah, the, I give credit where credit's due, of course. But 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 Carol, but Steve and his crew kind of keep that that fueled around here, and as well as some of the other high schools that play rugby as well. So nice. it's, it's a great community to be a part of. I can't wait until that becomes a. Uh, uh, Sanctioned sport within high school. Hopefully, athletics. I yep. think it should. It's yep. a great. Uh, uh, it's a great game. A lot Anthony, of fun. you put it on the map. Your your era put it on the map. His era is putting it on the GPS. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. They go electronic. Yeah. All right. Uh, time for our G and G Fitness Coach of the Week and uh, weekly reminder that if you go to LifeFit.com. Uh, livefit.com that's where you can submit your nomination for the G&G Fitness Coach of the Week. Congratulations to Larry Wheeler of Salamanca Boys Lacrosse with their upset win over uh, Akron. So we're here to talk mm-hmm. about lacrosse today and as I mentioned uh, Matt O'Rourke uh, from WNY Athletics here is here along with Ed Greenway Section 6 Chairman. Guys I love lacrosse. It's a lot of fun to watch. I've already I've been watching a few college games on TV and uh, already seen great highlight packages of no look passes and and no look goals. They make it look so easy out there, but absolutely incredible. Let's get into talking uh, what's going on right here in our own backyard and uh, kind of like to start with Monsignor Martin. Uh, okay. You know, it's not as big a league as uh, Section Six, obviously, but yeah, teams like St. Joe's and uh, what Peter Hodecki is doing with that program. Programs absolutely incredible. Yep. Year in and year out, they are solid. Yeah, um, so they're undefeated at two and zero. They're hosting a big game today against a very strong team from Delaware that um, played at Eden last night um, and beat them pretty good. So that should be an interesting game to see. That's going to be at home, at, obviously at St. Joe's. St. Francis is three and zero as well, um, and Canisius and Timon, uh, you know, both keeping the you know. Both be competitive within the league, and then also St. Mary's, I believe, is playing club. They is are right, a club coach? team. Yep. Okay, and Nichols is a, a solid team. And Nichols as well, as well, of course. Yeah, let's not forget them. So, yeah, there's a. I mean, they just kind of kicked off the last week or so. They've only a couple. You know, they've only played two or three games each. Um, so there's a little let you know to be seen still. Whereas the public schools are kind of in their fifth, some of them sixth, some of them seventh games now. So um, like you have my senior Martin, they're going to try and get those uh, out of uh, out of division games in, in a lot of out of town know, games. Yeah, yeah, a lot of out of town games. Try to get yourself ready yep. for the grind of the regular season and then the push uh, to go beyond that. Right. Okay. So, yeah, I, I could definitely see you that. Know, a couple games against your Monsignor Martin opponents, two, you know, one or two, and then a lot, and then a lot of the other ones are out of. Out of out of town games, and then there's a few you know crossovers with the public schools as well. There's some interesting ones like some of the smaller schools in the section will be will 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 cross over with some of the Monsignor Martin teams. That's kind of interesting to keep track of. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, Ed, before the uh, program, you were telling me about uh, uh, possible changes coming along uh, from the state of New York involving lacrosse. I, I think what they're trying to do, Tony, is they're trying to the decision is that they're going to try to go to a 13-week season. And with a 13-week season, that's going to cut off a lot of different things in regards to we always have to battle with weather up here. Right, um, and so. it's because you never know what it's going to be like year in and year out. Correct. And if they want to have the, the weekend that is always sanctioned as the state, the first weekend in June as being the lacrosse weekend. Uh, the following week is the baseball softball. They don't want to go on the same weekend. So 
it'll be interesting to watch how it unfolds in the next year or so because they also have the state voted and now you don't have to have 10 practices before your first game it'll be next year it'll be five so now you've cut down the number of practices you need but you're still in that window of march where you're gonna have snow on the on the ground and then you have holidays and so forth and you always have to endure that spring break where in Western New York, we don't schedule games. You can have non-league games, scrimmages, things like that, but we don't schedule league games during that time because there's a lot of people that aren't here or you know, right. on vacation and so forth. So uh, there'll be some things that we have to look at is because what we you don't want to have, have happen is where you're playing three games, four games a week. You know, it's a it's a physical sport. It wears down on the body and the kids, and mm-hmm. that's not good for lacrosse when you're you're playing every other day or for this matter, it could be back-to-back-to-back kind of thing. Yeah, so, I can see. You don't want – the same with uh, reasons why you don't want to have so much contact in football. You're sure. also risking injury. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So safety has to come first. I mm-hmm. can see that. Yeah. And will it hurt uh, as far as developing players if you're going from 10 to 5, or will that not make much of a difference at all? I don't think it'll make much of a difference because I think when you look at sports now, you have – it's every sport is a year-round sport. So it's not like kids aren't picking up the stick, you know, in the off season. They're playing on their club team. They're playing their winter leagues and things like that. So really what happens, you get to spring and you want to get going. So, yes, it, the practice time is still important, and you're, you'll still have that. It's just saying that, okay, we, you get five practices and you can have your first scrimmage. You can get into your games and but so But don't, forth. in theory, I mean, you know, I look at, at hockey and basketball where it's so important to gel, and quite often you don't have, you're not putting your best foot forward in the beginning of the year as opposed to the end of the year. I mean, some for some teams it's like night and day in terms of uh, what they're able to do sure. the end of the season compared sure. to the beginning. And I think a lot of coaches look at it, you have three seasons. You have your preseason with your scrimmages and your non-leaguers where you're trying to figure out what that chemistry is or what that mix is on your team. And then you have your regular season, the season that you have your league games that really count for your seeding for the sectionals. And then finally, you have the postseason. So when they break it up like that, I don't I don't think it really will impact that much. Yeah, quick question, Coach. Uh, if, uh, like, uh, I would imagine the uh, basketball season – uh, if you have a team that goes far into the playoffs downstate, that would actually conflict with the practices for the lacrosse. Do the practices as basketball count, or does it have to be specifically five lax practices? They can count, but that won't impact it next year because that's what they're trying to get away. They're going to start the season later and compact it in from the backside. So, like in Syracuse, they don't start till the middle of March. We start the beginning of March. So they don't have conflict with high school basketball season wrestling. In Western New York, if you are still playing in the in the tournament for basketball, you get a certain number of practices counted towards your, I think it's three, that counted towards your you know, lacrosse season or baseball season. Yeah, because hopefully if they go to the Federation, that was what, week before last? Right, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, uh, let's delve into – uh, who's hot, who's not, who to look for, what players uh, are uh, are turning heads out there. So we'll, we'll get all of that and, and more as we go along with Inside High School Sports. You're listening to WGR Sports Radio 550.
Welcome back to Inside High School Sports. I'm Tony Caligiuri, along with Tom Prince, Matt O'Rourke from WNY Athletics, Roger Weiss, and Ed Greenway, Section 6 Boys Lacrosse Chairman. Hey, if you uh, draft junkies out there, get a chance. Go to WGR Sports Radio 550.com. Check out Nate Geary's uh, latest mock draft. I thought that was pretty cool. I think a lot of Bills fans would be happy for a trade with uh, Cincinnati and still get Oliver well, it would be a couple picks later, Yeah, it would be a couple of picks later there. I saw Geary's. Sal Capaccio compiled a 21, like, he compiled 21 mock drafts, put it in an article about how, like, what different writers are saying uh-huh. the Bills are going to take. So he's compiled that. That's also up. And I'm working on mine. Cool. So you, Who are you leaning towards? I'm leaning offense still. Yeah? And I'm not giving anything else away from there. I'm leaning at offense at pick nine. Am I, uh, could I be looking at a tackle from Florida? I'm not saying anything. Oh, man. No way. They're keeping the information close to the vest here. I'm kind of hoping Oliver, uh, I think uh, he'd be a beast with the Bills. Or they could get Josh Allen, then we could have two Josh Allens. That'd be That'd neat. Be sweet. <laughs> All right, we're talking boys lacrosse, and we're going to continue our discussion and, and uh, talk about what's going on with Section 6. Uh, let's start with the small schools, guys. Uh, give them some love first. Uh, who's doing what? Class D, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I've got the standings and the leaders right here. I got um, Salamanca, as you mentioned. You know, Coach Wheeler and his gang uh, went to Akron the other night on Wednesday and beat them, fourteen to twelve. So they're kind of leading Class D right now with a four and zero record. Akron is two and one. Um, Akron is in their first two games they scored fifty one goals. So well, I, mean, I was going to say when we yeah. get into talking to small yeah. schools, that's where your your offense is. Correct. The defense yeah. throw out the window. We're just going to go run and and put a lot of balls in the net. Sure. So, Try to outscore you. Yeah, exactly. So those two teams are kind of leading Class D and Class C. East Aurora is having a great season. What are they, Coach? Five and one. They won last night, mm-hmm. so I believe they're five and one. Um, their only loss is to Class B's Williamsville East. Coach Greenway, right here. So and they had a really tough stretch. It was very interesting. They played West Seneca East, who's the defending Class C champ. They played Williamsville East, the defending Class B finalist. Played Eden, who's the defending Class C, Class C finalist. And then they played a very good Amherst team last night. So. Uh, what Coach Moore is doing at East Aurora, he's got his boys on top in the Class C standings. Lakeshore is doing really well. They're scoring a ton of points right now. Um, Amherst is, is having a good couple games after starting 0-2. Oh, they, that's Stefan Han. I mean, you're going right. to get that from him. Exactly. And it, Steph only has 15 players this year again. So really? he's doing magical things with a team with um, – they have some skill, um, but when you get into a run running fest, it, it, it wears on you. But yep. um, solid goalie and uh, – Good attack play man. solid Good defense. Dunkel is a tremendous uh, attackman. Well, Ryan um, Bicca as well, right? And Ryan My Bicca, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he can wrestling. not only wrestle, yep. but he can also put it the ball in the net. Play football. And then uh, their their captain, Mitty, um, Adam Johnson. Is it Johnson? Andrew Johnson. Andrew Johnson, yeah. yes. Tremendous. Yeah, you guys had success against Amherst in the season opener. Yeah. And I saw some pictures. Looked like a you know a pretty decent night out. Of course, you got great facility there at Amherst. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, the Dimp Wagner Stadium is a, a great place to play. and. Stefan and I have a little bit of history. When Steph student taught it from Cortland, his uh, choice to come up to Buffalo was his third choice because um, he's a Long Island guy. Right. Yeah, that was uh, 30 years ago. Steph wow. has uh, built a program. We've had battles uh, back and forth when we were in the, all in the Class B, mm-hmm. um, but he continues to, to excel and um, make good things happen for them. Modified coach there for a long time, too. Yeah? First, yeah, Steph. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then Iroquois is kind of in the mix there as well. But those are kind of your Class C leaders. In Class B, 
uh, Williams released. These guys are 7-0, um, just playing really good ball right now. Very balanced on offense, very balanced on defense. Great goaltender in general. Ed, Ed saying, no, 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 don't say anything. Don't say, we want to no, sneak up. No, it's all good. We're yeah. not sneaking up on them. Exactly, yeah. It's, it's Everybody still, knows what they're about now. Right. They're 7-0, yeah. and The target's on you. Right. Yeah, it still goes through Hamburg. They've they played Hamburg, more games but. than anybody right at this point in the season. And then, of course, Hamburg, uh, the defending Class B champs, are 4-0, scoring at a ridiculous pace. They've scored, in their 4-0, they've scored 18, 23, 17, and 19 goals. Oh, my God. So they're scoring at an insane pace right now. Uh, and Ni- Niagara Wheatfield um, is in the mix there as well. They're no you know, surprise there. They play Orchard Park today, which is going to be a big one. Not only for Orchard Park, I think mostly for Niagara Wheatfield. If they could possibly squeak out a win over Orchard Park, I think it'd be big for them. Um, and then in Class A, Orchard Park is leading with a five and zero record, also a scoring machine right now. And uh, I kind of wanted to mention we already mentioned Amherst and Akron, but also West Seneca West and Lancaster playing very good ball right now as well. West Seneca West is playing a ton of really good teams the last week week and a half, and they're holding their own with them. Um, but uh, yeah, really really tough schedule for them. But those are some those are some of your leaders right now. Yeah. It but, seems like we're you know we mention this every year we're parity. Uh, it's here. It was as yeah. a time. I remember when I first started doing the show. It was only a couple of clubs that you know they took away your Orchard Parks and Akron's, and you Lake, know they uh, would Lake just Shore. get out and nobody sure. would catch them, uh, and then everybody would scrape uh, towards the bottom. But I think now parity is here. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. what happens too is when when you get a group of kids that buy into your program and they do the extra thing in the off season and and get the stick in the hand a little bit more often than just that 3 month season you see dividends and i think the other thing is when you have younger coaches like you look at Bobby Telewicki and and Kevin Rosso at West Seneca West they're vested into their program and they're doing little things you know the Jimmy Mizanos at West Seneca East those guys are doing extra things above and beyond to build their programs so you see dividends in the season they're going and playing non-league games out of the section they're looking for stiffer competition and then i think the game of lacrosse is growing um we don't we we look at here we we have two more teams in this year um obviously they came in as independents a lot of people don't know that but kenmore came in alex perry's doing a tremendous job they came in as as independent so they could adjust their schedule so they could make it competitive they'll be in the class a next year then you also have newfane who just came in a week before the season, they scrambled to get a schedule together in the Class Ds. So here you have two new teams, new t- programs in, and then you will we'll probably have two more next year. Star Point will probably come in, and I think Tanawana. Tanawana has a club program that um, Jason Balling just started up, and they have 25 kids playing. That's so excellent. Any it, talk of the city? Because I know City of Buffalo has been club for the last. Uh, city of Buffalo's in. The varsity. Oh, they the are. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. Been I remember they just club. Second year. And um, Tony Trelizio has done a great job there. They have a varsity JV, and we're we're trying to make them modified right now. They only have eight kids, so they're going to play an adjusted scrimmage type schedule, so we don't squelch it. Um, we have a, a clinic next week at All High Stadium for underserved lacrosse areas. It's called the Saint Corfa Clinic that is sponsored by U.S. Lacrosse, and we won the grant. So there's 51 kids that haven't played lacrosse they'll get a stick they'll get a shirt they'll get a one-year membership to u.s lacrosse and hopefully that'll grow it in the city or these areas that are underserved for somebody who's uh, out there that's listening right now and they may be interested how do they get more information or uh, well well, the difficult part of that tony is because it's sponsored by u.s lacrosse you had to already register so we 
because they get a stick. So all the sticks are in my garage right now, and I, I don't have extras, and they oh, don't, okay. you can't add on to it. Yeah. So for the last month and a half, we had, we've had we had sign-ups through Wilson, Tonawanda, mm-hmm. uh, the city of Buffalo. So those three underserved areas are going to have a good chunk of kids. Cool. And they're 3-3 three and three right now, it looks like. They uh, won a couple games so far mm-hmm. their first season as varsity. Nice. And, uh, Niagara Falls too, right, club? Niagara Falls is also okay. club, and then Gao is also the club. So growing. Well. Mm-hmm. Definitely. No, yeah, I kind of just wanted to ask you real quick, you know, what is the driving force behind the growth of a game in so many schools in this area where other sports are struggling with numbers uh, in, in numerous high school sports in the around here? I think, Matt, what you know, Tony said at the beginning, it's when you watch the game of lacrosse, it's a game that in, entices. There's physicality, there's grace, there's creativity, talent, there's creativity, mm-hmm. there's all kinds of. You don't have to be six two and run a four four. Mm-hmm. You can be that tiny little scatterbug, quick, you know, mm-hmm. attackman and and make a difference. Um, I think that intrigues people, and I think it also intrigues those. Uh, athletes that maybe weren't that good in baseball. Nothing against baseball, but it's one of the most difficult sports to play. If you're sure. not successful, you know, swinging and hitting, mm-hmm. you, you, you might shy away from it. So I think that's one reason. I think the other piece is a lot of people don't know, but lacrosse gives athletes in Western New York an option to play at the next level. Yeah. There's a lot of people that don't realize the number of kids that come out of Western New York, both bur- girls and boys, that go to play on in college is tremendous. It's well, by well, far ever more than any other sport in Western. We've Europe. talked about this for years that when a lacrosse kid is picked out of Western New York, it's no surprise he's the captain at Duke. He's the captain at Virginia and Syracuse. Makes the team as a walk-on, and by his junior year, he's captain. Yeah, yeah. and, and, and they're about, doing uh, tremendous O'Hara. things. We've at had Duke, that on talking? numerous occasions. Yes. Uh, yeah. How many? Nick how O'Hara. many guys came from the Diamond program? Uh, Who's the one that was like almost what all American? I know who you're talking about. Connor Fields. Connor Fields. 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 He's literally a legit Tier Warthon winner. Should have been. The only reason he didn't is because Raybo. Well, I don't know if he. I don't vote on it, but um, Raybo, who won it from Maryland, won the national championship. But Connor, what he did for his team was by far. he elevated it just as much as the Thompson brothers. He's climbing the climbing the statistics. I'll try to pull it up right now, but he's climbing the statistics towards uh, Lyle Thompson's all-time scoring record, and he's still playing. So, plus sure. you had Zed, you know yeah. Zeddy Williams. Zeddy we Williams. talked about. Yep. I mm-hmm. don't know if there was a better lacrosse player to come out of I don't the know area. There was a better athlete, athlete to come, to come out, out of there. The exactly. Sure. Uh, you had you know so many players that came out of Orchard Park with Gene Tundo's program there. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's absolutely ridiculous what they've done uh, with Western New York lacrosse, and once they get to college and, and like and you that's mentioned maryland say, sure that's what we say tony too that y- if you want to play lacrosse in college you can do it because oh, there are so many options right now for them you just have to find your right fit and don't choose a college for lacrosse you choose it for the academic piece and then the the bonus is that you get to play lacrosse yeah. um so it, it's really neat to watch and i have seven players this year going that that's the most we've had in a long time so How, very excited. Do you constantly get uh, uh, feedback or, or having college coaches calling you up, hey, coach, uh, who do you got this year? Who should I look at? I think the relationships that I've built over the last 33 years, that's why I get that, that kind of call. But we always go to the National College Lacrosse Coaches Convention in Baltimore, my staff, and a, you know a few other staffs in Western New York because that's where you network. They have a roundtable. They used to you'd hand the, the, the student-athlete 
a resume to the coach. The other thing is with social media and there's something called field level. Field level is a, a recruiting base. There's all kinds of recruiting tools that are allowing kids to get in front of coaches. You have prospect camps now that are mm -hmm. literally every college will help their uh, assistant coach with their salary by hosting a prospect camp. You get 40 kids on a campus, they get to see the campus, and then they start to see that particular coaching staff style. That that student athlete makes a, makes a decision right there. And then if they like them, then it just continues to grow. So to answer your question, Tony, we do still have that interaction of, you know, coach calling up kind of thing, as I'm sure a lot of coaches in Western New York, because that's how it works. Right. As with any sport, you have to have a relationship because you're talking about a college coach that's vesting his livelihood in an 18 to 22-year-old. That's a pretty mm -hmm. <laughs> challenging yes, and daunting task right. that – we want to make sure we, we we're right on what, who we we choose. So here's your interesting stat: as uh, you know, we we're talking about Connor Fields. He's about 40, looks between 35 and 40 points away from the all-time D1 record between uh, from uh, Lyle Thompson, of course, lacrosse great. Uh, the top four scores in NCAA history are all from New York State. Wow! So no surprise, I guess. Yeah, none whatsoever. Let's uh, look at a few more uh, teams before we go to the break. Okay, Matt. so those were some of our teams, our top teams. Um, there's some action today going on. Uh, pretty much the only day off of lacrosse is Sunday. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm checking the schedule. You know, WY Athletics, of course, is, has all the information on our website. Um, maybe some of the top scorers right now. We, we have a pretty good scorers page, or unless, Coach, you want to mention anything else about any of these other teams. Sure. It, it, I mean, if we just go down, I think when, when you look – and foreshadow and look down the road where the sectional title might go through. You look at Class A, and I think Orchard Park has is, is, is brought it back. Um, they got another nice little face-off guy, Shuley. Mm -hmm. um, Ronnie, his older brother, was a great face-off guy. Jacob Shul. Sullivan. Jacob Shul. Jacob Shul, Shul yes. Yeah, Shul. Yeah. King Shul. Collins over there also. Yep. You talk tremendous. about that little small scanner. <laughs> and has tremendous vision. <laughs> yeah. Tremendous yep, unbelievable. Vision. There's somebody who will be playing at the next level also. Sure. Definitely. And I think Lancaster, you, they, they graduated a tremendous amount and, and a, a solid goal. Well, did you know this coach? The uh, we were talking about parity. Lancaster, um, they're the defending Class A champs. They have five games so far. They're three and two. They have all been between one. No, let's see, two and five five goal games. Which mm -hmm. in lacrosse seems like a very weird statistic. It's very those are very close games by lacrosse standards. Absolutely right. Yeah, definitely. And, and one play here or there, or a goalie makes a stop, mm -hmm. or uh, the defense misses a slide, and. Now it's in the back of the net, and of course. it makes a difference. So, All right, let's take a break, and when we come back, we're going to pick up uh, where you left off, get us going some more on, uh, on the teams you know, with the large schools and then uh, some of the top scorers, goaltenders, yep. things like that. And don't forget, Sports Talk Saturday follows us at 11. And at 7 o'clock, uh, the Sabres say adios to the season <laughs> as they take on the Red Wings. Keep it locked right here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Uh, no, Buffalo style. Sorry, we're talking food during the break. That's the way things go. You're listening to Inside High School Sports. Sports Talk Saturday follows us, and then, again, the Sabres and the Red Wings at 7 o'clock. All right, Roger, you had something, then Tom had something before we get back to Matt and Ed. Yeah, real quick, if you check the Buffalo News today, this shows uh, the Chautauqua Lake uh, softball team playing a game at uh, Lakeshore 
at 1 o'clock and a game at North Collins at 3 o'clock against, you know, those two teams, obviously. Uh, all Both of those games are at the North Collins uh, facility, so it's not like they got to get in their car and go running from Lakeshore to uh, uh, North Collins. Maybe if we you, get Ryan Gates to go over there. He's in the studio. He's a North want, Collins guy. If you want to see the defending Class C New York State softball champion look, Chautauqua Lake Lady Thunder Dragon no, Thunder, Thunder Thunderbirds Birds. Thunder Dragons was when they were combined with Maple Grove. Oh, okay. That's what it was. Uh, North Collins at uh, one o'clock is the place to be today. Today, thank you, <laughs> <laughs> Tom. <laughs> First of all, it's New York style pizza. Well, hands down, got to go with the New York style. Oh <laughs> man! Uh, but but on a serious note, um, uh, we would definitely like to send our condolences out uh, to uh, Chris Ignatowski's family. He's a longtime boys tennis and swim coach at Lakeshore. He's passed away this week uh, suddenly. Um, unfortunately, we've heard too many of these stories. Uh, this season, um, from basketball to now, you know, to swimming to tennis, it doesn't matter where it is. It's not only effect on, um, you know, the kids that are in that sport. It's an effect on the entire school district. It's an effect on the entire programs. And our condolences go out to that whole Lakeshore school district right absolutely. now. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, guys, uh, let's continue mm-hmm. in uh, talking about what teams to look forward to. Uh, we got through most of the big schools. The we large did schools. Do, we went through the large schools, okay. and, and if we jump to Class B now, we um, Class B has always uh, inherently been a very difficult division, just because of the competition and mm-hmm. the mass. Because everybody eats up everyone else. Everybody yeah, plays yeah. everybody. So sure. it, it's great in that, that sense. I think once again, though, it still goes through Hamburg being six-time sectional champion. Jerry Severino has done a tremendous job there, and he continues to recoil or retool and, and make some good things happen. Well, H- Hamburg's so. one of those clubs, as I, as I mentioned before, when we uh, started talking about lacrosse, you would have your uh, Hamburg, your Orchard Park, and then you look up Miss Senior Martin, it was either Timon or St. Joe's. Uh, just these programs, they continue to be uh, towards the top year in and year out. Sure. And, and w- our goal is always to bust the door down and, and, and break right. that, you know, so we it gives you something to chase anticipate sure to get back there you know we as the boys want to get the blue patch not the red one this year yeah i think the other teams in in class b williamsville north has come out strong they have a solid mm-hmm. attackman in connor murphy yep uh, he has made some tremendous plays and he he just facilitates the offense um, our team is, is led by it. We're a senior-laden team. Uh, Clayton Osborne is a tremendous Dodger we did not have last year uh, because he was broken, had a broken wrist. Uh, Sammy Meltzer, another one of our uh, middies and captain, is another tremendous player. Our defense has been solid uh, throughout the, the, the season. And then our goal. Uh, our goalie is um, Joey Amici is probably a, the best goalie in Western New York right now. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, he yeah, rivaled, I'd say so. He, he rivaled uh, mm-hmm. Ben Mazur last year in a one-goal game, and he's just continued to excel. So mm-hmm. as a junior, we're, that's a, a blessing for me. So, What makes a good goalie? I think the, the most important thing is they, they have to be a stopper, a great stopper. Then they have to have the vision to clear the ball to help start your transition. And then probably the most underrated aspect of it is the goalie has to communicate to the defense, and he's got to be a talker. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you have all three of those 
attributes, you're going to be very successful. And he has all those three, um, and now he's added the leadership piece on. So cool. We're, we're in a good place there. Yeah. I think West Seneca West, is, as I said earlier, they've, they've had players um, continue to, to get better, and um, they've been in every game they've, they've been. They're mm-hmm. going to, to rival, uh, and Wheatfield always has you know scores. Um, they mm-hmm. can put the points up. I, I, I think Coach Schiffert-Vince is, is going to work on his defense because when we played them earlier in the year, he said that's, that's their, their, their link right now that they have to get better at. So, well, like you um, said, they, all, they always had the ability to put the ball in the net. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, as we looked at Class C, then we moved down to um, West Seneca East. Is you know the the final four in the state. They won the section last year, but they've already been beaten by um, East Aurora. Aurora, who leads the top right now. So, I think East Aurora, West Seneca East, I think Lakeshore with the the potent hack that they have will be a, a team to to compete with, and you can't rule out Amherst mm-hmm. um, because Coach Hen will have them ready to play. Absolutely. Yep. Class D, uh, you you look at Class D. Akron has been on the perch for a long time, but being upset. Akron and Salamanca, sure, tremendous upset Should by I Salamanca. Akron and Salamanca, I'd have never yeah. guessed that. I know, but Akron still, <coughs> Ak- they play each other three times, and mm-hmm. Akron needs to go to Salamanca two more times this season. So correct, that's gonna be tough. That's a tough haul either way. But going down there twice, two more times against the. Right now, the top team in Class D is definitely going to be tough. So sure. we'll see what they a do. A big hop, a big skip, and a big jump. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, sure. and they will have to, at some point, think about Eden because Eden has chosen to be independent this year, yeah. but they will be back in the sectional playoffs. Mm-hmm. But they're, the way they will be seeded will be according to their winning percentage. They're dangerous, okay. very dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. So well, some of the top players around Western New York. I think some of the top players, Matt, you would probably know well, I mean, maybe the stats line right now. Uh, you know, WY Athletics, we keep we, we started keeping the statistics this year on our page, and uh, Connor Murphy right now from Williamsville North, he was uh, my player of the week last week. For week two, he's got 20 goals right now. He scored 12 last week alone. Um, so he's keeping them very, very competitive. He's only a sophomore as well. Oh, man. Yeah, so and he's, I'm, I'm sure he's worried about playing his dad coming up this week. Yeah. His dad is the coach at Sweet Home. Yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. Former All-American at Herkimer Community College. Yep. Won a national championship there. That'd be a fun week at the house. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure who mom is going to root for that. that <laughs> oh, I think I know. I think I'm just going to favor yep. So, um, and then uh, a couple of Coach Greenway's boys, Clayton Osborne, we already mentioned, uh, and Don Pacillo is a very good goal scorer right now. He's a tack guy. He's a yeah, his time has a great first step and quick. He, mm-hmm. he has a tremendous job, a tremendous shot, and he has, uh, has really developed his ability to see the field. Mm-hmm. And he knows when to take it and when not, and he's done a great job in finishing for us. He's, he is our goal scorer, yep. for sure. Well, okay. it looks like the lacrosse season is off to a great start mm-hmm. and uh, exciting. I think this is, could be one of the most exciting years that Western New York has seen in a while. Yeah. You know, Monsignor Martin, they're going to get at it. And, of course, you guys in Section 6 are just – it's going to be the type of year where everybody's going to beat up on everybody else and whoever is the strongest will survive at the end. And hopefully we get some state titles. Of course, it's yeah. going to be tough when you go up against Rochester and then uh, the Syracuse mm-hmm. area, which are traditionally strong and – and Long Island. We do have to give kudos to our Western New York boys because literally last year, two went to the Final Four, yeah. Lancaster yep. and West Seneca East, East, and that's been a long time. We really should add three, and in a sense, the last-second goal that pushed Akron out um, 
Great right. Akron went the year before, and Grand Island the year before that. So we we are making inroads uh, where it used to be a sweep. Our regionals will be at St. John Fisher, so we won't host them this year. And then the state finals are once again at St. John Fisher, and then we shift to the island for the next three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, the state also voted in January to do regionals. Um, the regionals for the western section for boys will be at Cortland. The regionals for the eastern section will be at Albany for the next three years because they wanted to have facilities that you could play two games at a time because right. kids, teams were getting home late. They'd play on a Wednesday to get home late. So now mm-hmm. each, of the, each of those sites can host two games and you can get those four games in at a reasonable time. Kids get back to home. That's, that's smart. Well, Matt and Ed, thank you very much for spending time with us this mm-hmm. morning. I'm sure we'll be My talking pleasure. to you guys uh you know, throughout the season and uh, get people updated. Definitely, uh, Tom and Roger, thank you. And uh, Derek, thank you for producing. We'll talk to you guys next week with more Inside High School Sports. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.